It's time for the most interactive radio program in Las Vegas today. It's time for Pushing the Limits with Brian Shapiro. Brian will talk sports, politics, entertainment, and anything that matters to you. Feel free to call Brian at 702-221-7283. You want answers? I want the truth! Now Pushing the Limits, here's Brian Shapiro. Well, hello, fellow buffoons. Uh, welcome to Bush of the Limits on a Monday. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Broadcasting everywhere, AM, FM dial, but of course, uh, live on YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, everywhere. For your listening and viewing pleasure. And uh, we got a lot to get to today. Uh, a lot of happenings over the weekend. You know, I like a feel-good story, too. I like to help people because I'm such a model citizen. Uh Chris Wynn laughing in the background there. Um, so the Henderson Little League has a uh, state champion, uh, and uh, this is the first time it's happened in 37 years. This Little League team out of Henderson, it's a 12 and under team. They're playing on ESPN later this week. This is a big deal. So uh, the coach and a couple of his players will be joining us in studio an hour or two, uh, raising some money for the travel fees and all that, and I'm glad, happy to help them out. And uh, maybe some future Major League Baseball All-Stars I will have in studio. Uh, who knows? But anyway, that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, a, a person who ran for office uh, as a Republican made some anti-Semitic comments towards me. We'll get to that a little bit later on in the show. I've been talking with Anthony Weiner, by the way. That's right. The Ween. Anthony Weiner is going to be joining us on the show next week. Do they call him the Ween? Oh, that's what I call him. You, that's what we call. I actually okay. like Anthony Weiner. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. Chris, uh, Chris Wynn joining us in studio. The man, the myth, the legend himself. Every Monday, Chris, thank you so much for being here. As always, you're looking uh, very handsome in that yellow shirt you're wearing, and I know you're very upset that I'm wearing my, uh, a hat backwards. I don't know why that gets you. So I keep upset. trying to give him big brotherly advice, folks. PTL Nation and Numpchuck. I keep trying to toss it out there. He just, he just, uh, he just sets it aside. He just, okay. he's, he's, he's well, goes on way. Whatever. I don't. You're going to do your own thing. Whatever. That's fine. Uh, before we get to uh, Mike Pence uh, comments about transgenders serving in the military, and uh, there was a transgender that was uh, a lunatic that was on with Dr. Phil. We're going to play some of that video, too. So a little bit of the best of both worlds, so to speak, uh, where I disagree with the hate towards the LBGT community but then there are uh, and the transgenders, but then there are some transgenders out there that think they have menstrual cycles, born men transition to women, which is also absurd. So we'll talk about both. We'll get we'll get to that here in just a little bit. I have to start. Uh, weekend was pretty good, Chris. Um, very calm weekend. Uh, went to dinner, went to Barry's uh, on Saturday night, which is a, a great place over there at Circa with a friend of mine. And then we went to see a, a really good local band. That's a Pearl Jam cover band, actually. They're really good. Uh, and I'm going to get them in studio. I was like, I was like amazed. The guy sounds just like Eddie Vedder. So anyway, mm -hmm. that was cool. And then I'm thinking to myself, all right. Why don't we go to the Aces game? So you hit me up yesterday. Say, hey, let's go to the uh, Las Vegas Aces game. I said, sure. You want me to pick you up since I live like right down the road from you? The second I pick up Chris, he starts yelling at me. And I said, okay, what's going on now? I believe the conversation started because I said, Becky Hammond, that was a big deal that she, she won the uh, Summer League uh, as the head coach. And I said, she's a great coach. And then for the next 25 minutes, Chris starts berating me and yelling at me and saying, I don't know what I'm talking about. So this was like a solid twenty. Characterization, minutes. characterization yeah. matters. Okay, yeah. so I it didn't. It wasn't okay. So I wasn't berating you. All right. <laughs> yes. You yes. Were. I, I. I was. I. I spent the next probably ten minutes. No, it was longer than that, pro, or more than Absolutely that. Absolutely. Okay, not. so maybe maybe it was twelve <laughs> minutes or fifteen minutes. I spent the next twelve to fifteen minutes explaining to you why I don't think we should be calling her a great coach yet. 
That's what I did. Okay. That's so again, he was yelling matters. at me. And, he, and by the way, he's sitting one foot away from me and he's yelling in my right ear. So anyway, I get I'm very to, loud. I'm I, very, boi- so, I'm very passionate. Yeah, I'm very boisterous. Yeah, you, okay? you are okay, very know, boisterous. Okay. Uh, you are, you are. Dismissive. Very, you are, you very, are dismissive. very dismissive. You are very, very dismissive this morning. Uh, it's a Monday morning. You're very mean, very dismissive. No, I'm not. But yes, it was a, it was a very, it was a very, uh, so, kind of a, Kind of a laid back weekend, but yet there's still all this stuff going on yeah. in Vegas, right, Brian? We had a huge fight in town, obviously. Terrence Crawford. Would you like to fight. fight with me about big that? Big time fight. <laughs> it was a fight, so it, so it got me in a in a fighting mood, right? We had a, a big time boxing match. I'm not- you talked about the Aces game. Yeah, there's a lot going on. So we drive to the Aces game. By that point, I need like three Tylenols because Chris gave me like the biggest migraine. Uh, but anyway, I'm at the Aces <laughs> game. I'm trying to calm down. I'm trying to relax. We see Floyd Mayweather uh, in the VIP room, and Chris like cuts in front of Floyd Mayweather to the candy, uh, the candy table over there. Literally, he like does a front and goes right in front of Floyd Mayweather to grab some candy. Did, did Floyd say? I anything gotta to have you? my Swedish fish, yeah. my man. I yeah. gotta have my uh, my my, my uh, cinnamon. <laughs> what do you call those things? So this, they're not the not the. Uh, not jelly beans, but they're like cinnamon, like the like they're they're shaped like a like a penis. You know well, that's why about. you probably like him, right? I mean, yeah, are, that makes are sense. Are you talking I about try, I kind of talk uh, my way red hots or a, tamales? Uh, mo- get mocked right here. Hot like, tamales, hot tamales, hot tamales, <laughs> and uh, also my listen. Uh, if that's your kind sour of thing, patch and my sour patch kids, hey, I got to get them. You and know so, me, as you said, as you said, right? <laughs> I am right there. I'm digging in. I'm filling up my cup with a thing shaped, and like I penises. look over my left yes. shoulder, yes. and I got Floyd Mayweather, <laughs> like right, like not. It's not like he was just like like five feet away. He's like right Listen, on I'm my I'm going to say this right now. Yeah. I don't see anything wrong with you liking food shaped like penises. You know, I'm, I'm, I have no issue with that at all. Yeah. I just find it interesting that you would say that on the air. That's a little strange, but, um. Wait a minute, but, time out. The no filter guys is surprised what I say in the air. I, I, Come I don't on, know guy. why I'm surprised so, you would admit that. That's but you're all. right. But you're right. So Floyd's like right over my shoulder, right? <laughs> Notice how and voice, what else was hilarious said, was that he has like, he has not, uh, Floyd Mayweather, wherever he goes around Vegas, right? He's yes. got his crew. He's got his security guys. Because so I guess sometimes yes. a boxers might get tested or whatever. Correct, so correct. So he's got like he's got like what five or six like three hundred pound dudes all around. I'm like I'm a little bit nervous, Brian. Uh, maybe maybe I should just mosey around. I'll yeah. get, get fill up my cup and I'll get I'll get the heck out of here and yeah. kind of yeah take, take your penis aside. shaped candy exactly. somewhere else. So exactly. that, anyway, so anyway, uh, we had fun watching the game. Um, and uh, there was a woman sitting in between me and Chris, so it gave me a breather. And then uh, we're driving home, right? And there's going to be traffic when you leave a Las Vegas Aces game, right? And it was a it was a mess because you couldn't take a right on Frank Sinatra. Mm. They made me take a left, and then for the next 25 minutes, what do you think happened? I was yelling at you some more. Yeah. So for the next we were, 25 we were arguing minutes, about something else. For the Actually, next, you weren't arguing. I was probably no, just yelling. He at was you. yelling at me because we were in traffic. I'm telling you, he's like he thinks oh, like no, no. we're this married well, couple or something. Uh, it, it, so so it doesn't end there. So there's more of the story. No no no. You got you, you keep leaving stuff out. You keep doing this thing where you like describe it your way, but you leave stuff out. I forgot you so were. I forgot we you were started, munching. I forgot okay. you were munching. On so you know the what pe- I'm leaving. You know what you're leaving out. Candy in my you car. know what you're leaving out. Yeah, right. I forgot about that. No, he's leaving out when we're at the game. Right after the game. Right. Uh. You know, I I'll occasionally I, I like to go to the press conferences, right? To cover the press conferences. Shapiro's not a big press conference guy; he's not big on that. So he's like, says, "Hey, you want to just bounce out of here?" I'm like, "Yeah, fine." Hey, that's he's not like, true. "We'll beat the track." 
But you said yeah, it's not that's true. not true. Uh, can that's I just, not true. Can I go okay, back? So, okay, so okay, so let me first. Well, let me finish first before you jump in. Give me so, okay, so seconds. He says no, no. So this is the best part of the whole story. No, it's the best part. So he says. Wait, you said something that's not says, true. He says that's not. That's absolutely not true. Can I just so, stop? Can you just stop for okay. t- ten seconds? Okay, and then, so go ahead. And what did I say? It's not true. You said I don't like going to press conferences. Let me correct you. I didn't want to go to the press conference yesterday. Can I? Can I? There are certain press conferences I love going to. When the Aces win in another blowout game at home. I don't think I'm going to get anything interesting in that press conference to talk about. They blew. They, they won. They, they, well, won they won another they, game at home. They won by 14. Okay, it wasn't a blowout. Fine. There's nothing I mean, special that I think would happen in that press conference that I need to stay there for 45 okay, so, minutes. So you clarified that. So okay? that's good. Yes. Okay. So so <laughs> but we, but but before we walk, start walking the car, what does Brian Shapiro say to me? He says, "Hey, I want to I want to roll because I want to beat the traffic." As I'm looking up in the stands at 10,000 fans walking out of the arena at the same time we are, I said to him, I, I, I'm, I'm not kidding. I said to him, beat the traffic. There's 10,000 fans walking out at the same time as we are right now. And I, I kind of chuckle a little bit, knowing, yeah. knowing He's and anticipating what exactly was going to happen, which is exactly what did happen okay. in which we got caught up in traffic. Right. So anyway. let me just, uh, so there you go. let me, so there again, you go. he's leaving. Again, clarification okay. and right. uh, context. Uh, every yeah. time I've left Mandalay Bay, literally every time. I'm able to take a ride on Frank Sinatra. We would have been home in 20 minutes. For whatever reason, the cops would not let me take a right or anybody else on Frank Sinatra. So what does that mean? We're forced to take a left and go towards Russell. That's what screwed everything up. I had no idea that they were going to do that. So anyway, long story short, we're in traffic. It took about 45 minutes of traffic. It was it was terrible. And while all this is going on and I'm in traffic, I have to hear Chris Wynn yelling into my <laughs> ear again for the next 30 minutes. Then we go home. Or I go, I drop him off at his house and his roommate insisted that I come in. And then, um, his roommate was nice enough to cook some food and I bought it. As we get the food. My roommate's Nilly, by the way. Nilly's been on the show. As so we get, everybody knows As we is. get the food and we go so, yes. back, Chris is lounging on the couch with his stomach hanging out and I don't know, it's just, you know, it's not a good look. But anyway. Exaggerating. We're, we're, Exaggeration. <laughs> a little bit. That's all right. Uh, we get back to the house and he's complaining about some of the food we got. He's complaining about it. And I'm thinking, and, and his roommate's like, dude, you're just lying there on the couch. You didn't pay for anything. I'm going to cook the food and you're whining. He's angry because I didn't get him the right kind of ginger ale, right? He wanted Werner ginger ale and I got a different type of ginger ale and he was upset at that and he was yelling at me about that. Then for the next two hours, you didn't I, get him red, red M&Ms either, did you? Uh, he's just, he's just, it's unbelievable. The guy's like red, lying all there. Red, all red M&Ms. Thinks he's the king. And then for the next hour well, and a half. I am half, the king, aren't I? And aren't I the king? For the next hour aren't and a I? half, we're talking about how I didn't vote in the 2016 election <clears throat> and the reason why I didn't vote. And everybody has a different reason for why they didn't vote. Some people don't care. Some people do care and they don't want to vote for the lesser of two evils. Back in 2016, I didn't vote for Hillary or Trump. So then for the next hour, Chris was trying to make the case that I have no credibility because I didn't vote in the 2016 election. Now, I really don't care if he thinks that. What I do care about is not getting another migraine. He'd already yelled at me going to the Aces game. He already yelled at me coming back from the Aces game. And now I'm just trying to lounge and I'm looking forward to having a nice meal. And now he's screaming at me because I didn't vote in the 2016 election and I have no credibility. Okay, so I wasn't screaming at you. Yes, you were. Again, your characterizations are interesting. Because you kind of yes, lead, you were. You're kind of, you're kind of very leading into. We can have your roommate you, you, call in you, right you want, now. You want to, you want to, you want to paint the picture in which you are some kind of victim here. I am, and a I'm victim. just, I was just someone I'm a who victim just of you C-win, I am. for you know. For and by the way, it wasn't for two hours. You just said that I that I was yelling at you for two hours. That's not true. How many minutes yesterday okay? were you yelling? And when at it me? came to the voting thing, all right, all I was simply pointing out, and I'll point it out on the air live again. And I was right then when I talked to you about this, and I'll be right again now when I talk to you about this. Okay, when. 
people, uh, just everybody out there, all right? I'm going to make a blanket statement. And I think everybody out there would agree with this, all right? If, if you do not vote Stop at all, all right, in any in an election, that gives everyone a clear indication that you do not care. Stop yelling. Period. Full stop. Stop yelling. That's the end of the story. All right. All right? Yell, if yell. anybody out there disagrees, hit us up on the on the on the uh, live chat here on YouTube. We've got Mr. Snowcone out there. We got Richie from Vegas. We got Tony the Tiger. We got everybody chiming in. Saying, you know, right. when's, when's a good time to call Stop in? Stop yelling They're at ready fans. to hit the show, bro. They're ready to jump on yeah. the show. Do me a favor. So if anybody disagrees with that right. statement, which I said, and which I clearly try to point out to you, yes, it gives an indication that you don't give a damn if you do not yeah. vote okay. at all, well, okay? It's not, I don't care about what your reason, your personal reason is that, oh, my personal reason is that I don't want to vote for the lesser of two evils because a lot of people don't think of it when they're voting, about voting for the lesser of two evils. Some people, like myself in 2016, voted for Hillary Clinton because no, we want Hillary Clinton to win. That's why. We voted for her because we want her to win. And, you know, this is, this is hilarious because right now Brian's not even listening. But the point is, is that it's not just voting for the lesser of two evils for a lot of us. For a lot of us, it's about voting for someone that we have conviction for that we want to win. So, yes, it does give an indication they don't care if you don't vote. Okay. I'm sorry. So I don't does. care. I don't care. I didn't uh, say you didn't have. You know. and I, by the way, I never said you had no credibility. Okay. I don't care. Okay. Everybody has an opinion. Can I? You're can an I opinionated talk host. Talk host. As am I. If, can we I have our opinion. It's stop, great. First of all, stop yelling at me. Number one. Number two. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm not yelling know, at you. I'm some, yelling with you. There are you some people in this here. country that if they say they're MAGA, that's an indication that they're a patriot. I could care less what people. Well, they're wrong. Okay. Well, I could care less what some people might indicate uh, or, or indicate. It's not some people. Does. It's everybody. Okay. No, it's an okay. indication. I'm, I'm trying to respond. If you could just, uh, you just it's spoke. not some people though. Can I please talk? Thank you. Well, when you say something wrong, I, I, I correct you. Can I, can I, can yeah. I please talk? I Go think ahead. everything you just said is wrong and I didn't interrupt you. First oh, of all, everything I just said was wrong. Everybody, everybody what? has different reasons for why they don't vote. It could be somebody could have had a medical situation. Somebody maybe didn't have the ability. Absolutely. To vote. Uh, it so. could be. Thank you for agreeing with me. I appreciate well, it. Well, yeah, it could be because they didn't want to vote for the lesser of two evils. It could be because they don't care. Everybody has different reasons. I can tell you. And as I tried to explain to you yesterday while you were berating at me, yelling at me, calling me a dummy and so on and so forth. <laughs> um, I tried to explain to you my personal situation, which is not identical to everybody else's. Absolutely not. Is that. Yeah. I didn't want to vote for Donald Trump because I knew he was a scumbag back then. I didn't know he was as big of a scumbag as he is now. And I didn't vote for Hillary because I didn't think she was a very good candidate. And I've never been a fan of hers either. Um, now, looking back on it, of course, I, uh, it wouldn't have made a difference in the election. But I would have voted for Hillary Clinton, of course. Now, I didn't think Trump was going to be the disaster that he was. But that doesn't mean that I don't have credibility because I didn't vote for the lesser of two evils. Now, if people want to vote for the lesser of two evils, they have the right to do so. It's a free country. I choose not to, and we can move on now. But anyway, the point right. I was trying to make was that Chris was, that yelling, was yelling at, at you a lot. for about five yesterday. hours yes. yesterday. Okay, was. He was berating me and yelling at me. And it's amazing to me <laughs> that I didn't have to go to the hospital for chest pain yesterday. It's amazing <laughs> to me. It really is. The only relaxing time I had yesterday was when I got home. I'm telling you. Do you want to know what you guys sound like? What? You're crazy. I know you are, but what am I? You're a nerd. I know you are, but what am I? You're an idiot. I know you are, but what am I? I know you are, but what am I? I know you are, but what am I? Pee Wee Herman. Yes, yes. Paul Rubens, the legend. I know you are, but what am I? All right, Pete. That's enough. That's enough. Yeah, we can't beat that to a dead horse. Anyway, Paul Rubens. Um. Anyway, is there anything you want to do or or you want? Would you like to yell at me some more before we can move on? Not anymore, no. Okay, thank you. Um. Yeah. So Paul Rubin, by the way, I wanted to bring this up because uh, 
uh, actor, of course, uh, best known comedian for Pee Wee Herman has sadly passed away, I believe at the age of 70. Um, and uh, I'll tell you, Paul Rubin um, was a legend in the business, uh, been around forever and uh, didn't know that he was suffering from cancer the last six years. So I just wanted to send my uh, condolences to his family. Paul Rubin, Paul Rubin's is dead at the age of 70 of cancer. All right. Why don't we uh, let's go to him. Bro. 702-221-7283. Uh, I don't know. Chris just yells a lot, man. And we're going to get to I'm the... It's very loud. I am yeah. very loud, though. He yes, does, he does I'm yell very pa- a lot. I'm very passionate. Yes, but that's okay. We're going to get to yeah. the transgender issues coming up here in a little bit. Let's take some phone calls. What do you guys think? 702-221-7283. 702-221-7283 is the number to call if you want to be a part of the show. Uh, all right, let's start off with Rick. Rick, what's going on, man? Hi, Brian. This is Rick, a uh, six-time caller. And uh, um, well, the, the guy working with... Is it Chris? That's that it is, Rick. I'm a huge fan of Rick, by okay. the way. He is a, he is an avid he's he's become an avid caller on KSHP. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, gentlemen, I could be wrong on that. But he started to be an avid well, caller. You know, well, the thing is, Chris, <laughs> is that uh, for whatever reason, Brian and I don't see um, see uh, a lot you know alike a, a lot together. And since you disagree with him, I really like it. I think that um, you. Um, you know, screaming at him, it, it's great. Maybe he'll he'll turn around and he'll finally start to learn some stuff. I just tell, look, I, it's it's it, you know, and look, I, I I do think there is kind of like a, a like a brotherly kind of thing back what, and forth. What kind of stuff do you think I need is, to learn? Right? What so, do I yeah. need to learn, Rick? What do I need to learn? <laughs> Help him out, Rick. Line it up for him. Well, I, I mean, you know, uh, you, you just need to learn how to be more of a better of a better American. So I think I, you, you think I, you, to, you think I should I, be a, you think I should be a better American like you, the person who has no black friends and has never talked to anybody black in his life. You you think that? What does that have to do with anything? It has well, to do with it has to do with being it has to do with being American. I think you're a racist. No, I I want America to be the best. Why then would why I don't not? You have uh, any, then t- why don't you tell me why you don't have any black friends? Then you openly admitted <laughs> well, that well, on that the is, show. Brian, Brian, when the Olympics Rick, come, Rick, do you want the USA team? Do you want the USA team to, to win when it comes to the Olympics, or do you want another team to win? Are you saying that we need black people for the only reason to win the, in the Olympics? Is that the point you're trying to make? No, no. I'm, I'm just trying to say, why would I not want my team to win, right? So for um, that, for the, now, so for the obviously rap- the Olympics is in a perfect. Uh, That's in a, a perfect really weird thing yet. you just said. We're talking about African Americans and the fact that you don't have any black friends, and you bring up the Olympics. For, to make the case that I'm we, trying to make, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make, make, I'm trying to make a, a you know, a, a thing here that um, why would you not want your team to be the best? Correct. What does that have why to do with? What white, does that? What does that what, have to do with your relationship with black people? Who's your favorite basketball I, I, player? I, I, Who's your favorite <laughs> basketball player? Answer the question. Who's Larry your, Bird. Of course, white. Larry Bird. I'm shocked that your favorite basketball player is white. I'm shocked. Why, why would I? want the white people to be to be better I, i'm white you're white chris is white i assume you're you're white chris i am i am um, white yes so you don't well, want I, we can see so you don't want white people to be better white people to be the that's best not a racist by the way thing by the way larry birds is also brian shapiro's favorite player yeah, too so yeah i have plenty you of favorite, favorite basketball players and and yeah. they're black and white uh but i do have black why friends. would we not want white people to be the best though that that's all i'm trying to say do you want black people to be the best also yes or no 
Why, I'm white. Why would I want that? Answer the question. Do you want black people to, do the, to be the best people they can be and, and, and be the best? Yes or no? It's a yes or no answer. Um, I, 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 uh, maybe. If you, have to, if you have to think about that and the answer is maybe, then you just might be a Klansman. I'm not. You keep. Can going I call to that, you? Well, this, yeah, because you you do it to yourself. No. Grand Wizard Rick. That's what I'm going to call you from now on. Okay. I, I, I'm not. I'm trying to say that I'm on. Chris's I know what side. you're. Uh, uh, well, uh, yeah. Okay. Chris, Chris, are you on his side? He's screaming at you and you know, and he's trying to turn you okay. and change you yeah. to be a better yeah. person. And according Brian, to Rick, the only reason so why Chris, we need black think, people in this country is so we can win gold medals in the Olympics. That's not a racist thing to say. Well, at all. no. I, it, the, the Olympics isn't a perfect uh, system. So okay. before we get into oh that, gosh. what I'm trying to say is what I'm trying to say is is that Chris oh my goodness. I'm starting to really like you more and more, Chris, because you scream at Brian, I'm screaming at Brian. You and I need to team up right. on this guy well, because you, you, he, he you're really, doing exactly what I did, right? Yeah. He's right. doing the same thing. Well listen, uh do yeah, me do me a favor, Nick. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. I talked about Pete. I understand. Make sure you talk- take that Confederate flag Wait. and clean it tonight, okay, Rick? I appreciate but, you calling well, it. I gotta go. Oh, I can't Chris. give. I can't Chris, give a you're Klansman. You're one of those gays, are you? I, what hey, did Chris, you? are you one of those gay guys? Am I one of those what? Chris, are you one of the gays? Are you one of the gays? Are you I a am gay not. Guy? No. Well, that's actually I'm a legitimate not. question. I mean, yeah, Rick. I have nothing against them. Rick. Actually, know. finally asked a legitimate question. No, I'm just kidding. Rick, thank you for the <laughs> phone call. I appreciate it, Rick. Like, you're like out of, out of all that back and forth. By the way, Numbchuck, I was kind of. I was like you. I'm like. Wondering kind of what direction this is going right here. I was that was a really weird I was question. A little bit, I was a uh, little Ryan's bit next, I think. perplexed yeah. on how that whole thing was going on there with that Rick. Was, that was a perplexing phone call. That right. was a direction I was seven oh two 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 one used to, yeah. Seven oh two 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 one seven two eight three is the number to call. Let's, a little weird. let's go to Ryan. Ryan is next. Hello, Ryan. Hey Brian, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Go yes. right ahead. Yeah, well, first of all, I just want to say I listen to you every Monday through Friday and really touched my life uh, with with your uh, show. Well, I so I just wanted to thank you, thank you for that. Thank you. Uh, my question, you're very welcome. My question to you is uh, regarding the whole Brittany Griner situation. Do you believe in equal pay for basketball uh, between the WNBA and the and the NBA? Because Steph Curry makes more in a game than some of these players make all season long in the WNBA. All right. So um, do me a favor, because I'm, I'm, I'm. Tell me, repeat that question one more time, because I couldn't hear it well. Well, I can repeat it to you. Okay, Chris. He's asking you, you, do you believe in equal pay? Among uh, NBA and WNBA players, obviously, okay, the answer so is no. Obviously, the answer is no, and here's why. The WNBA has lost money 27 years in a row. If the WNBA is making money, then you could make the case, and making a lot of it, then you could make the case that you can pay players more. I'm sick of people like uh, uh, Brittany Griner and the Megan Rapinos. Well, any player in the WNBA. Uh, people out that there try to make that, that, case, that yeah. try to make the case. Can you find me a business that's been been around for 27 years and they've lost money every year, but they're going to pay their employees more money. You know what I mean? That it just doesn't make any, any sense to me at all. Yeah, that's, that's very true. I just, I feel bad that these, these women who are so talented have to go overseas to make ends meet. They so don't to have to. Brittany Griner you know? will lead you to believe that she has to go overseas to make a living. She's making six figures. Many of these women don't have to go overseas to make a living. They're making a ton of money. Uh, more money than the average American by far in a span of five months. So when they tell you that they have to go overseas to put food on the table, they're lying. That's their choice. They don't have to do it. 
Oh, okay. I didn't yeah. know that. It, it seems like the narrative that they want us to believe is that, you know, they're they're not making in Yeah, it's a know, lie. So it's a lie, my friend. Don't buy it. It's a lie. Look at Brittany Griner's contract. She's making probably five times or six times more money than the average American in this country is making. She didn't have to go over to Russia. She chose to do that, and she didn't have to have that stuff on her when she was caught. She chose to do it. It was a stupid decision. I'm glad she's home. Uh, I want everyone to get paid fairly, but the WNBA players, you can make the argument they deserve less money, not more money. All due respect to them. Uh, that's just my personal opinion. Thank you for the call, Ryan. I appreciate it. Let's try to steal one more welcome. call before we go to break. And by the way, when we come back, we're going to be talking about Mike Pence, somewhat controversial statements saying that transgenders uh, do not deserve to be in the military. They shouldn't be in the military. We're going to talk a little bit about that because I completely disagree with it. Uh, 702-221-7283 is the number to call. I believe Edward is next. Hi, Edward. Thanks for calling in. What's up, my man? Okay. Edward, are you there? I hear somebody mumbling. Hey, guys. Edward, what's is. up, man? You hear me? Yeah. Hey, by the way, you don't have to be straight to shoot straight, by the way. Let's, can we say that? That, that, is, that is very true, yes. And, you know, I was just thinking about over the weekend, just like, you know, instead of worrying about politics and what all these people say, like, let's just worry about being happy and enjoying life more. Like, Pee Wee Herman died uh, last night, I believe, at yeah. 70. And it was like, make, it made me feel like a little bit of my childhood died in a, in a small way. You know, like the 90s, yeah. 80s kids. You know, and just realizing that, you know, to enjoy things, not be so stressed about what these do you know, and do you know how many, how much, how many uh, jokes I made about Pee Wee Herman uh, masturbating in a uh, theater? Uh, <laughs> and now I can't, I certainly can't do that today uh, because of the, sadly mm -hmm. his passing. He was a brilliant comic. Uh, maybe made a bad yeah. personal decision of pleasuring oh, yourself yeah. in a theater, but other than that, I think yeah. uh, he's not perfect. But uh, but <laughs> he, he Brian just like, literally what? said how much I don't talk. I'm not, I, I, I can't talk. About I did today, bring it up, but yes. you just did bring it up and you and, and repeated it. I too. did. I did bring it up. Awesome. Yes, I, I did bring it up. I I liked it when Chris said he he jumped in front of Floyd Mayweather for candy. You know what? To me, yeah. that's hilarious. It, that's well, it like, is kind of hilarious, isn't it? It's yes, simple. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't. It's not political. It's not crazy. But it's a great a story to tell people. There's a reason hey, why. There's a reason, uh, Edward, why Chris always fills up on the candy and puts it in his pocket <laughs> because he makes sure that when school is in session, he has plenty to give to the kids at recess. That's why. There you go. You can tell that to people. Like, hey, you know, what? I moved. I, I I walked in front of Floyd Mayweather for Sour Patch Kids. You know, that to yeah. me is awesome. Yeah. That's a great story. It's but, not controversial. It's simple. You know there what were, I mean? There were like, it's a flat-out story, yeah, right, that I is. can tell my grandkids. It is. I, I'm just going to yeah. very, very, very Edward, uh, proudly I will unload yeah. that on Edward, it is always good to hear from you, my friend. If I ever meet you, Chris will definitely have candy in his pocket to give to you. I promise yes. you, okay? I'll pass. I'll pass. I don't take candy from strangers. <laughs> okay. You're a smart man. Edward, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Let's steal, thanks, one, let's steal one more call before we go to break. Uh, just like uh, Democrats stole the 2020 election. Let's steal another call. 702-221-7283. Carl, what's going on, man? Yeah, hey, Brian. Uh, I'd like to comment real quick on your friend Rick, who, who called. Yes. Uh, he's like the governor of Florida, unfortunately. He thinks uh, slavery was very good for black he people. He probably does. Because right. it, gave them a, yeah. it gave them a place to sleep, and they were fed. I mean, that's very good. As a, as a, as a psychologist, which I used to be before I retired, you learn to listen to people and what they say, not exactly the words they say, but how they couch their words and how they say it. Yeah. And believe me, he's, 
strictly a racist. I agree. I, according to Rick, the only positive thing he had to say about people who are black is, well, we need to win gold medals in the Olympics. That's kind of what I was getting from Rick in that phone call. And then he asked well, a very strange question to Chris, asking Chris if he was gay live on the air. Yeah. That's a really... But by slavery, the way, Chris did not but, answer, which I also found a little well, bizarre. But wasn't slavery good? I mean, well, I did, but black people got fed. You, yeah, wasn't slavery you know. great? Oh, slavery was great for black people. They they didn't have they were fed and they had a place to sleep. I you mean, what, what that's was like wrong saying, with that? So, yeah, right. What the magic word that was used, right, was it was beneficial. That was the word <laughs> that, that was used. You know what used, that's right? like saying there were benefits to being. That's like a saying slave. Chris after work gambling till six in the morning, drinking twelve <laughs> drinks is really good for his health. That's that's the two are identical. Chris, would you agree with that? I would absolutely agree with that. Yes. <laughs> Carl, yeah. thanks for the phone call, buddy. Appreciate okay. it. It preserves right. my insides, doesn't it? Yes, that's it. It does. That's my take, and, and I'm sticking to it. And the crazy thing is what Ron DeSantis okay. said is probably even more crazy than that. If I was going to say that's good for your health, Ron DeSantis, Carl makes a good point. Ron DeSantis did say that there were some positives to slavery. Oh, they learned how to do this. They learned how to do that. I mean, you have to be a certain type of person, right? To make a statement like that and be talking about the Holocaust, like Brian Kilmeade did, and not it wasn't Kilmeade. I'm sorry, it was the other little weasel. What was his name on the five? The guy who does the five. You talking about name. Jesse Waters? No, no, no. The short dude who. Who's oh, on, uh, you know who I'm talking about. Not not Brian Kilmeade, although. No, I, the, uh, the the other, guy that had the, the other he had the other show on Fox. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about? The comedian yeah. from the Northern guy who California. He's funny. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But anyway, um, all right. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a break, and when we come back. Um, Mike Pence says that transgenders should not serve in the military. I have a feeling me and Chris are going to agree on this one. Uh, I tremendously, 100% disagree with Mike Pence. We're going to play you that audio. What did he say about transgenders in the military? But then on the flip side, because I try to be fair on this show, there was a transgender woman, born man, transgender woman, on Dr. Phil's show that claimed that transgender women can have menstrual cycles. Folks, I'm not making this stuff up. This is why some people use the term woke. So I'm going to play both extremes, and maybe we can land somewhere in the middle, Chris, so we'll see. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You are listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Tequila. Hey, everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York-style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super. Hero, that is. Because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Salone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Look, it's impossible for the average person to find a great attorney out there. There's so much misinformation. Now, let me introduce you to former Chief Deputy District Attorney Thomas Moskal. He was Las Vegas' top DUI prosecutor for years prosecuted the most high-profile DUI cases in Clark County. No one knows more about DUI law in Nevada. Just Google it. If you get charged with DUI, whether it's a misdemeanor or even more importantly, a felony, you need Thomas Moskal representing you. His relationships with the prosecutors and judges and his knowledge of DUI law to work for you. So give him a call now or text him at 702-848-5555. 
It's your life and liberty that's at stake. Don't wait. Call now. That number again, 702-848-5555. Buying or selling a home is a huge life event that requires guidance from an expert in the industry and community. My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada has ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now, I am raising a family here as well, so I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate, choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Wynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert. 702-540-3311. Sapphire Pool and Day Club, the world's only topless gentleman's day club, introduces its 2023 pool season lineup with a bevy of beauties and social media celebrities throughout the summer who will all host alongside hundreds of Sapphire's topless poolside entertainers. Enjoy brunch in the sun with items like frittata-style omelets, stripping chicken, and French kiss toast before washing it down with signature summertime cocktails. Ten lines, beware, go bear! Ladies are welcome to go topless within the day club for the ultimate party. Guests can purchase affordable day bed packages, cabana packages, lounge chairs, and more. The best part, though? Pushing the Limits will be broadcasting shows every other Friday throughout the pool season with a ton of surprise celebrity guests. Wow! Reserve your spot now. For more info, visit sapphirepoollv.com or call 702-869-0003. That's 702-869-0003. See you at Sapphire. Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement, and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices, office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. Welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits on a Monday. Thank you so much for joining us. I love my good friends at Jackson's Park and Grill, by the way. Every Monday and Wednesday, Fort of the Royal, you win, or I I should say you have a chance to win up to $3,000. Boy, if you could win $3,000 every time you're Fort of the Royal, I'd be a millionaire. Uh, Great food, great atmosphere there. I love it. I was there over the weekend. Uh, Wonderful people there at Jackson's Bar and Grill. Please check them out. I know Chris would agree with me. Flamingo and Jones. All right. So this is a controversial topic that we're going to be discussing, ladies and gentlemen. And it involves transgenders. Yes. It seems like those on the right, particularly those that are on the evangelical right, seem to be obsessed with the transgenders in society. 
And Mike Pence is certainly one of them. To give you a little bit of background on Mike Pence, our former vice president, who, by the way, has absolutely and positively no chance of becoming the next president of the United States. The Republicans don't even like the guy. I'm not sure his wife even likes him. Um, but anyway, Mike Pence, his wife works at a school where you're not allowed to be gay to go to school there, and you're not even allowed to be gay to work there. So should we be surprised that Mike Pence is also anti-transgender, right? So Mike Pence over the weekend in one of his campaign speeches is trying to make the case that transgender should not be serving in our military. I'm going to play the audio for you first, and then we are going to comment on it. This is the former vice president himself, Mike Pence, in a speech over the weekend talking about transgenders in our military. Have a listen to this. We can embrace our role as leader of the free world, confront Russian aggression and Chinese provocations with a new military fitted to the challenges in the 21st century. And we can end the political correctness at the Pentagon, including reinstituting a ban on transgender personnel in the United States military. Okay, so here's my opinion on this, and then we'll get Chris's take on it. First of all, I think this is completely ridiculous. If you are willing to do what I would consider the most patriotic thing as an American, and that is to risk it all, to risk your life for this country, and Chris served as well, so obviously I want to get his take on this. In my personal opinion, you are insane. I don't care what's between your legs. I don't care whether you want to be called a man or a woman. If you are risking your life for this country, again, it is the most patriotic thing you can do as an American. And I would be honored, honored if you served in this country, honored. And for Mike Pence to make that statement to me, in my personal opinion, it's bigotry. Now, if you want to talk about, well, this is going to cost taxpayers money because if you're transgender, the military will pay for your transgender surgery. That's a different discussion to have. But let's just start with this. If you've already had the transgender surgery, Mike Pence is saying it doesn't matter, that transgenders shouldn't be allowed to serve in the military. What, In my opinion, what a disgusting thing to say. I don't care what's between your legs. I don't care if you're gay or straight. I, again, if you're willing to serve this country honorably, there's nothing more heroic than that. And I've had so many people politicians in studio that I disagree with all the time. But if they serve, the first thing I say to them, you deserve a platform. I respect you. You're a hero. And a lot of them will say, no, I'm not a hero. And I say, no, to the contrary, you are because you serve this country and you risk everything for this country. And that can never be forgotten. And it's why I do charity work and, and help veterans, because I have the utmost respect for people that serve this country. And I don't care if you're gay or straight. And I don't care if you're transgender or not. Let's be clear on this. There are people in society that think that if you're transgender, that must assume that you're mentally ill. That's also not true. There are plenty of people serving in our military right now that are not transgender that have suffered from depression or whatever the case may be. I want everyone to be checked out and I want everyone to be mentally healthy. But the idea that if you're transgender, that must mean you're mentally ill is also not true. And for Mike Pence to make that statement, to me, it's just so despicable. Chris, to the, the transgender community out there, and you, you, whether you have a transgender man or woman that says, you know what, I want to risk my life because I love this country, and then you have a former vice president or politicians on the right that say, nope, we don't want you to serve this country because you're transgender. It's so absurd, Chris. It's absurd. So a couple of things. First off, Mike Pence talks about we need to get rid of 
political correctness. First of all, that's not really how you handle things, right? Political correctness. There's some things when it comes to being politically correct where you want to change things or you want to make things different than they are. So that statement alone is just doesn't make any sense when he mentions that there on the back end of that of that clip. So that's number one. Number two, with respect to transgenders in the military, as someone who did, yes, serve in the military. And at the time when I was in the military back in the late 80s, early 90s, it wasn't necessarily something that was really necessarily high profile. It was even wasn't even really talked about as far as people who were transgender, right? Mm-hmm. If they were serving or not. Obviously, there were people of the, you know, I mean, we're talking about a community that is what less than 1% of the population. Correct. So it's not, we're not talking about a monster community here that is, is coming into the military. But this being said, I'll just say this. When it comes to being in the army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, whatever, serving this country, people who are qualified to serve this country, right, have had the training to serve this country, it doesn't make any difference to me. Whether or not you're a man transitioning to a woman, a woman transitioning to a man, uh, just a person that, just a, a normal person, I guess, is the way I'll describe it. It doesn't make any difference to me. If you're qualified and if you're able to serve and it's not going to be detrimental to the military and to our fighting forces to serve, you should be able to serve. This should not be a decision based on someone's bigoted ideas regarding transgender individuals. That's it. Um, that's a pretty simple statement. Can I ask you a question, I don't understand though? why people would Do disagree with that. Do you think that, that taxpayers yeah. should have to pay for a transgender in the military that wants a transgender, a, a trans surgery? How do you feel about uh, that? Personally, I probably think no, because I look at that much in the same vein as I, I think of other elective type surgeries, right? It's, it's thought of as an elective, right? So I would not be someone who would necessarily look. I don't think it's a hill I would die on. You know, I'm not going to sit back and, for example, if someone is in the military and gets transgender surgery, I'm not going to be mulling it over. I'm not going to be uh, lamenting. In, in that fact, I'm not going yeah. to. So I think do, we, I'm not going to do what a lot of a lot of people who are anti-transgenders okay. so think, so, out there so, so do, which is like, oh my God, all our money is going to these people getting this surgery. I'm not going to take that route. So I think, but I would not agree. be in the camp. Yeah. No. So Brian, the answer is no. Okay. So Brian, I, the answer, right. I would not be in the camp okay. of so, right. overly. So I think about I think we yeah. agree on that. Uh, but to be clear. That's not what Mike Pence said. Mike no. Pence and his statements, and what many of these people on the evangelical right, they don't say, well. I'm okay with transgenders serving in the military, but we shouldn't have to pay for their surgery. That's not what they're saying. Mike Pence specifically said just transgenders should not be serving in the military, and I think that is absurd. You know also what he believes, Brian? There's also this aspect of it makes our military weaker because transgenders are serving. That's absurd. That's that's the idea behind it, right? That's kind of what we're talking about when people like Mike Pence. It's not just Mike Pence. There's a lot of people out there that feel the same way he does and that are wrong. But it's 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 this idea that it is detrimental to the military to have transgenders there. It, it is the idea. And by the way, most of these people have never served and, and have never even thought of serving. OK, so but they people, want to chime in with their if, opinions if and are, they feel like, oh, yeah, the, the woman or man or the transgender person next to you. It makes you weaker, but it puts you at risk if you're on the battlefield. So with there this are people on social media right now that are saying that trans people serving in the military make us weaker. What I would like you to do, 
with your remarks that I completely disagree with, and I think it's bigoted. But if you actually believe that transgender people in our military make us weaker, then I want you to call into the show right now, and I want you to give me reasons why. I would love to hear you. I would love to find out why you think the way you think. I'm going to give out the number now. We're talking about transgenders, whether you uh, agree or not, that whether they should serve in the military. We're taking your calls. 702-221-7283. And again, the number to call if you want to be a part of the conversation is 702-221-7283. 702-221-7283. If you actually think that transgenders serving in the military makes us weaker, I'd love to hear from you. Here's what I think is weak. Here's my definition mm-hmm. of weak. A man by the name of Donald J. Trump, who claims he can't serve in the military because he has bone spurs and he dodges the military multiple times. To me, that is the definition of weak, not a transgender who is risking to put it all on the line, him or her, and risk their life for this country. That is the opposite of weak. It's honorable. You are a hero. Donald Trump is the one that dodged the military multiple times, claiming he has bone spurs. But I don't hear all you people out there saying that if transgenders are in the military, we're weak. And you know what Donald Trump did was weak. No, you think Donald Trump's a patriot. He's the opposite of a patriot. Now, I am going to go to the other side of this for this reason, to be fair, because there are transgenders and there are people on the far left that are taking this way too far. I give you the audio. Of Dr. Phil. Are you kidding me? That's my Dr. Phil. Um, anyway, so let me just give you, I want to, because Chris, I don't think you've heard this audio before. So basically what it is, is you have a doctor who I wouldn't say he's anti-trans, but he's certainly anti-transgender spreading misinformation. So there's a doctor on Dr. Phil's show having a debate with a transgender woman, born a man, right. who's claiming that she can have her time of the month, okay? So it's a, it's kind of a ridiculous. Yeah, but this is not in the context of the military, man. This is just no, a, you're talking. No. This is just a grievance against. Right. But this is an misinformation, argument. right? Yeah. So this is an argument. While you have people on the far right that I disagree with, like Mike Pence, and you have people out there that say drag queens reading books to kids, the sky is falling. When you have people out there that think you know transgenders, you know it's indoctrinating our kids. You have those people on the extreme right that I that we both obviously disagree with. Yeah. You also have people on the extreme left and you have people that are transgender that are saying things that are absurd. So I want to play this for you. This is a transgender woman having a debate with someone who's a doctor about whether she can have her time of the month. And it's on national television. Have a listen to this. Only women menstruate. Now you can call yourself Cis men whatever you don't want. Don't menstruate, but trans men do menstruate. No, Same they as don't. non-binary people. <clears throat> Only women. Menstruating is not exclusive yes, to it cis is. women. No, it's not. Yes, it is. So explain you're, to me as to why my body menstruated. You are, at if some your point, chromosomes then. are XX and you're young, you menstruate. No. If you're XY, you don't. Correct, but what about trans men and non-binary? We're not excluding men. a whole group of they're, people. They're women dressed as men. You are not a man. You can pretend to be a man, and that's okay. That's perfectly fine. Live your life. Tell me what a man is. Well, what's a man to you? You define a man for me. You have chromosomes that are X and Y. That's what a man is. So why are we just looking at the the the, the science of this as an the example? Science. When when we've learned sex and gender identity are two very they're completely different things. They're not completely. They different are things. completely different. Completely different words. 
And sex is what you're born with, the sexual reproductive organs you have. Gender is what you identify with. They're completely different Well, I don't accept things. that distinction. You have to argue for it. You're just giving a conclusion. You're, you're just making it up. People, the people who hate the truth, the people who hate the truth are because they see, they see the truth as hateful. If, if you want to identify in any way you can, you're free to do so. But that does not mean that the rest of us have to join that illusion. Okay, so here's my opinions on that. First of all, I do agree with the doctor. If you're born a man, no matter what you put into your body, or I'm sorry, if, no matter what you put into your body, if you're born a man, you're not going to have a menstrual cycle. I'm sorry, you're just not. Um, that is science. Now, here's my personal opinion on this. But I'm going to be very, at least I, I, I'm a pretty reasonable guy. If you're born a man, I consider you a man. If you're born a woman, I consider you a woman. But if you have transgender surgery, for instance, if you're a man that has transgender and you're, you, you define yourself as a woman, you have transgender, you do, then I'm more than willing to be respectful and call you a woman if, if, if that's what you want. Same thing with if you're born a woman, transition to a man. You want to be called a man. I have, it's not that important to me. I don't care. That doesn't right. mean I want someone born a man transitioned to a woman competing against other women in sports. That's not fair. I do want people treated as equals, whether you're transgender or whatever. I will call you a man and be respectful to you if it bothers you. I will call you a woman. To me, it's just like calling somebody Mr. or Mrs. or by your last name or your first name or don't call me this nickname. I will be respectful to you and you can define yourself whatever you want so long as it doesn't affect me and it doesn't affect me at all. I really don't care. But let's just be clear here, okay? These are extremes. What Mike Pence is saying about transgenders, not he doesn't want them serving in the military, that's extreme and it's absurd. When you have this transgender woman claiming that she, has, that she can have menstrual cycles, this is absurd. This is not doing, you're not doing justice for your people. Let's just put it that way. And it makes you sound ridiculous. I will call you a woman. I will be respectful to you. I want you treated as an equal. I don't want anybody discriminating against you. But when you tell a doctor that I was born a man, transitioned to a woman, and I could have a menstrual cycle, it makes you sound ridiculous. And these these extremes on both sides need to stop. Okay, so, yeah, there's no question that, obviously, on its face, just hearing that sound right there, first of all, we use the word absurd a lot, right? I think it's absurd that we have an individual who is not a expert in any way, shape, or form, who is not a doctor, who is not a scientist, arguing with a doctor or a scientist on something like this. Okay. This is, this goes back to COVID-19. This goes back to a lot of situations in which you got a lot of people that think they know what they're talking about, but they have no idea what they're talking mm -hmm. about. And that's exactly the case here yeah. with this transgender individual trying to make claims. The doctor called it out at, at the end of that clip there saying, look, you're just making stuff up when you're saying that people that transition from being a, a man to a woman, you don't just all of a sudden have the ability to do these biological things that people yeah. born women can do. So this is very basic stuff. Now, this is very fair, straightforward though, stuff. But so here's the deal. All right. So and by the way, I sent I sent a clip to you and some some other of our colleagues uh, regarding this topic yesterday because remember I don't know if you, if you actually looked at the clip, but I, I sent you a clip of there's a, a a a person born a man that transitioned into a woman that that was trying to breastfeed a baby. All right. I can honestly say, look, and I'm not sitting back here. It is a strange thing to see. I'm like, come on, man. As someone who, 
is is extremely supportive of the LGBTQ community and the trans community, the one the less than one percent, by the way, out there. I mean, this is something we leave out, and it's like we talk about it like it's all over the place, and it's just not. It has become it has become a thing because Republicans want to talk about it now, you know, in this election cycle or before this election cycle. But the point is, is that like there there no, there are certain things that just because you transitioned into being a woman, you're not going to be able to do as someone who was born biologically male. That's just a fact. Now, if you're right, born, so, but if you're born, I will say this though, in fairness, yeah. if you are born a woman, transitioned to a man, you still can have your menstrual cycle. So I want to be very clear on that. Absolutely. But there are, absolutely, there are people in well, society, some transgenders, that believe if you're born a man, transitioned to a woman, that you could actually have a baby. I mean, there are people that have crazy uh, opinions, and I guess that's where the term wokeness comes from. I don't know. I dis- now the term wokeness comes from a lot of stuff. A lot of different. I stuff. mean, there's a lot of things. It's not just this. There are people but- in society that use the term mutilation when talking about a teenager having transgender surgery. Now, the people that use that terminology, here's what I will say to them: in any surgery, sometimes surgeries don't go well. In any form of surgery, that's number one. Number two. While you can probably find me some cases of people that had transgender surgery when they were children or kids or teenagers or whatever, and they wish they didn't make that decision, there are also plenty of people out there that have had transgender surgery when they were younger that are very happy, and they wouldn't change it for anything. Nothing is going to be perfect. Here's what I will tell you. There are people on the right, some, that think a child can walk into a hospital and they use the term mutilation. That's not how transgender surgery works. First of all, you need legal guardian or guardians to approve of it. That's number one. Number two, you are going to speak, you and your child, with multiple doctors, psychologists, to make sure that you are getting the right thing done. Professionals are the ones that help you and guide you through the process. But if you listen to some people on the far right, they will lead you to believe that kids are being indoctrinated by their teachers and they're being forced into surgery and or a child can just walk into a hospital and, as they would use the term, be mutilated. That's not how it works. Period. That is a lie. A child can't just walk in there and say, hey, I want to be transgender. That's not how it works. That is misinformation. And if you can tell me, well, it happened there, it happened there. Guess what? Then it's illegal. Because it's not allowed based on the law. It's illegal. You could lose, you lose your medical license and lawsuits. That's not how it works. Now, I disagree with some of you out there that, that think that transgender surgery for teenagers is just the worst thing in the world. I say, just like I would talk about abortion or anything else, it's a personal decision that a family makes with their physicians and with their doctors and maybe even psychologists. That is a personal decision that I do not want to be a part of. If you're a parent and you're against transgender surgery, guess what? It's a free country. You can make sure your kids don't have transgender surgery. And then when they're 18, they can make that decision for themselves. It's a free country. Just like I can go to any restaurant I want to go to. I could buy the kind of car I want. These days I can wear a mask or I can choose not to wear a mask because it's a free country and parents have the right to make that decision for their kids, whether you like it or not. And I really don't know what else to say other than leave people alone, let people live their lives the way they want to live them. If you want to serve and risk your life for this country, number one, you're a hero. 
I will always praise you for that. There's plenty of politicians I don't like right here in Las Vegas. But if they serve, that's the first thing I say. Thank you for your service. Just like I would say to Chris, thank you for risking it all for your country. Uh, you're a hero. That, you know, you're a hero. That's number one. And I don't care what's between your legs. I don't care whether you're transgender or not. What I care is, can you do the job? And there is no evidence to support the fact that a transgender is weaker than somebody who's not a transgender. That is absurd. And the whole circling back thing, right, to military service when it comes to transgenders. I'll make a couple of comments, Brian. First of all, there's people out there who, if you're transgender, I would absolutely rather have them with me in a foxhole in theater at wartime or, you know, serving in the military with me than some of the people out there in America that are not transgender. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, a lot of times on, on this show and with you, Brian, I'll use I'll bring up comedians comments. Right. When it comes because because it is it is it is OK to have a little fun with this at times. Sure. And Chris Rock, right. Famous comedian talked about this very topic in one of his stand ups. And he mentions this saying, you know what, you know, Trans, as far as transgenders serving in the military, is like I have absolutely no problem with it. You know what? Because I'm not, sir. I'm not fighting. Yeah. It's okay if they want to fight. Because I'm not fighting. Point being is that if someone is willing to put their life on the line, if someone is willing to sign up to fight for this country and to serve this country, all right. And and they are, again, I'll, I'll go back to what I said. And they are qualified. They have been trained. They are absolutely in a position in which. You know, they are going to be a benefit, not a detriment to our military. Yeah. Absolutely. And I also have zero problems with them serving in our military. I also add something else to what you're saying. Yeah. There are some people that are saying, oh, women shouldn't be allowed to serve. They can't defend themselves against a man. Let me be very clear on this. <laughs> there, are, It's ridiculous. Yeah. There are plenty of women out there that are stronger than men and faster than men. Okay. I guarantee you that even those serving in our military. So if you'd like to do it this way, no matter what your gender is, woman, man, transgender, have the same physical test for everybody. And if you can pass that test, then you should be allowed to serve in the military. It doesn't matter whether you're a man or a woman. I can tell you there's a lot of men that probably wouldn't be able to pass the same test that some women would be able to pass. Let's kick the phone calls at 702-221-7283. And again, that number, if you want to be a part of the show, 702-221-7283. Cyrus is up next. Cyrus, what's going on? Hey, how's it going? I'm uh, I'm stuck in uh, Orange County traffic now. <laughs> Ooh, sorry to hear that. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, it, it's uh, it's 85 degrees, but it's more humid actually. So uh, I want to talk about your guest from Friday, if that's okay. Uh, which one? Uh, that Colorado elections woman who was Tina visiting Peters. here yeah, and Thursday, Tina Peters. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So. Whether you agree she, uh, you know, you believe it was stolen or not, she didn't provide that good of an evidence, and she didn't know how to debate. No, and that's she didn't. one thing I could, Well, nobody yeah, can provide. Think, well, nobody can do that. Nobody can provide the evidence because there is no uh, credible evidence whatsoever on a large scale in which there was any widespread... For those of you that are wondering who yeah. he's talking about, uh, Tina Peters is someone yeah. who has uh, allegedly committed uh, multiple felonies. She has a trial coming up next month, interference in our elections. She claimed on the show last week when she joined me that she had Hunter Biden's laptop yeah. hard drive. She made some bat-you-know-what crazy conspiracy theories. I called her out on it, and every single time I asked her for evidence, her response was, well, Brian, I'll email it to you. By the way, I never got an email from her, never heard from her again, and these people are conspiracy wow. theorists. They're conspiracy theorists, and they spread misinformation. They're dangerous for the country, and yet these are some of the people that Republicans 
praise. These are some of the people that some of the faces of the Republican Party. She's, uh, you know, being labeled a champion by some of the local Republicans here. And that's why I had her on to call out her BS. Yeah. Well, but here's my question to you, then. If that's the case, then was there any rigging or cheating going on in 2000 or 2016 with Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton where people claim that Debbie Washerman Schultz was rigging the primary yeah. against so Bernie Sanders here's the key and WikiLeaks. Here's the key word, uh, Cyrus. You said claim. Anybody can claim that the earth is flat. Anybody can claim, you know, anything. But I need evidence. And there was no evidence that Wasserman, you know, uh, did that. There was no evidence that Bernie Sanders was cheated on uh, by his wife or by the election. Uh, There was no evidence of any of that stuff. And I'm a person that needs real hard evidence. The fact of the matter is, for all the Republicans out there that still think that Donald Trump lost the 2020 election, their two go-to guys are Dinesh D'Souza, the felon, and the MyPillow guy. If this was arguably the biggest crime in the history of this country, I think we probably would have seen some evidence by now. And the Tina Peters of the world, and the Kerry Lakes of the world, and the people out there that continually lie. uh, Donald Trump doing the exact same thing. They are despicable, and they are uh, pathetic. And they don't know how to lose with any sort of dignity at all. And it's very sad and it's dangerous for the nation. And I've had it. I've had it with these conspiracy theorist people. You know, if they had any intelligence at all, you know what they would be doing, Cyrus? They would be talking about Biden policies they don't like. What are you going to do about inflation? Sometimes they complain about the Biden administration. They'll complain about the border, but they don't have any solutions. They talk about all the crime. What are your solutions to gun violence? What are your solutions I, to health care? I, 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 can, I, can, I can partially agree with you, but here's my point, though. In 2000, we had Bush versus Gore, and we had people like Michael Moore saying that there was cheating going on. He had the Fahrenheit 9-11 documentary, and he was advocating, just like the Republicans, paper ballots only. I mean, do you think, I mean, he is, his concerns are legitimate. I mean, isn't this like maybe something we could look at. I don't know. Okay, so here's what I would say. Uh, there was a uh, Michael Moore is a documentary filmmaker. He's not a politician. He does have a large platform. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't recall Michael Moore ever putting up things that were not true about 9-11. Um, a lot of the things in that movie, Fahrenheit 9-11, I already knew to be true. And he talks about corruption a lot. Let's be honest. He's a far lefty, right? He rarely ever criticizes Democrats. So anybody that only, even though I I like some of his movies, not all of them, anybody, anybody. I'd push back on that. Anybody. I'd push back on what you just said. He does criticize Democrats frequently, actually. Yes. But, yeah. But But when you talk about his documentary. Obama and Hillary got Wall Street money, which is why I think probably Trump won. Trump won because a lot of their supporters probably shifted from the Dems to the Republicans. So, uh, but anyway, I'm glad you brought up conspiracy theories because now that I'm stuck in California traffic, uh, 10 or 11 years ago, a lot of these people were saying that the government's going to get people out of their homes, out of their cars, and they're going to stuff them in high-rise apartments and trains and here we are 10 years later, not much has changed. Mm-hmm. I 
exactly, you know, th- th- that's the thing. They don't have a solution for the traffic problem, the high fuel costs, you know, in terms of having an alternative. My biggest, I mean, it's just, my biggest, uh, uh, I guess you could say, um, criticism of Republicans today. I have a few. One of them we already talked about, conspiracy theories and, and kissing the ring of Donald Trump. My second biggest yeah. criticism of Republicans today is they'll bitch and moan like the Jim Jordans of the world about Democrats, but they have uh, Jim Jordan's never passed a bill in his life. They don't have any real solutions to the problems facing America. You can disagree with Democrats, right? You can disagree with their stance yes. on, on guns and, and what they want to do with, with all the gun violence. You can disagree with Obamacare. You can disagree with some of the Biden policies put into place, and that's okay. But don't disagree with it unless you have an actual alternative. How many years have we heard the complaining from Republicans on Obamacare? Oh, the the, the replacement plan is coming. Donald Trump lied about it. The Republicans lied about it. We don't have a replacement plan for Obamacare. Then don't bitch and moan to me and and complain to me about it. I have a replacement plan, and that is to repeal the 1973 HMO Act. Because that was when health care costs were reasonable back then. Right. Well, that I mean, could be a part of it. But that would be more than most Republicans are doing. At least you're trying to come up with some sort of uh, alternative. And that's my issue, Cyrus. Hey, I wish you good luck in that horrible yeah. traffic. Blame Gavin Newsom. Yeah. And uh, and uh, drive safe. My well, he's partially to blame. But anyway, my mom is dissatisfied with both who works out here. So. There's a lot of people Thank that are. So I can understand that. Thank you for calling in, Cyrus. Yeah. Appreciate you, my friend. Real pleasure. Thank you. All right. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, Chris Wynn in studio. I'm going to talk to Chris about a Republican who ran for office here in Las Vegas, who on social media, on his own social media, threw some uh, anti-Semitic remarks at me. It's pretty mesmerizing. And uh, also going to talk a little bit about Anthony Weiner, who's back in the news. That's right. The Weiner is back in the news. So we'll talk about that. He's Chris Wynn. I'm Brian Shapiro. I want to tell you guys quickly about my good friends at Sahara West Urgent and Primary Care. They're located at 6125 West Sarah Avenue, Suite 1B. No appointment needed. They take most insurances, and if you don't have insurance, it's only a $95 copay. How cool is that? Give them a call, 702-248-0554. You could also visit them online at saharawesturgentcare.com. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. He's Chris Wynn. I'm Brian Shapiro. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. On a Monday, thank you so much for joining us. So, there are people in this town, and there are people in this country, and there are people that I run into everywhere, people that agree with me, people that disagree with me. There's going to be people that are going to like me. There's going to be people that are not going to like me. I guess that comes with the territory when you're an opinionated person, and I I don't have a problem with that. But, Chris, let me give you uh, and the people out there a little bit of background on, on how a conversation started. So... There's a woman running for senator. Her name is Stephanie Phillips. Most people probably don't know who she is, and there's reason for that. She's a real estate lady, and now all of a sudden she wants to be your senator. She's refused to do this show because what I normally do is I call people out for their nonsense and their ignorance. Every time I hear her speak about anything, she's talking about transgenders and how 
children are being indoctrinated, you know, the typical far right wing talking points that everybody talks about. She's mini Carrie Lake is what she is. She talks about election integrity. First time I met her, I was I was the uh, I was um, gubernatorial debate. I was the moderator. And she asked a bunch of stupid questions about election in 2020. And then when somebody, one of the candidates said COVID was a hoax, I called him out on it as the moderator. I said, COVID's not a hoax. A lot of people have died. And then she was very rude to me and she interrupted me. And anyway, I didn't like her from the moment I met her. And by the way, she has no chance to win. So anyway, she had some charity event in town. I don't know where it was. I'm sure not a lot of people showed up. And uh, she's very anti-transgender. So somebody put up a post I believe his name is Vem Miller. He did this show once. I guess he ran for office as an assemblyman or somebody, as a Republican, and he's a nobody. Wait, you had him on as a guest? I did have I did have him on about maybe four or five months ago. Yes, because I knew he was a right wing nut, and I knew it'd probably be good radio to debate somebody who is like that. Right. So anyway, he's promoting this Stephanie Phillips event. So on the bottom, I put up what I thought was a funny comment. I said, Are transgenders invited? You know, just a funny, cheap shot joke because she's so anti-transgender. So then he started to insult me and, you know, name calling and that sort of stuff. Maybe the worst thing I did was call him a moron. I don't remember exactly what I said, but there was nothing racist or anything even close to that. I just said, you're a nobody, you're a moron, you lost your election, and these are the people you hang out with. So, Chris, I want you to read to me, if you if you can, on your phone... Um, his response to me. Keep in mind, this is public on Facebook. Go ahead and so. By by the way, and to add on to what you just talked about, yes, with Stephanie Phillips, she did do your show, but she did your show when a Republican was hosting. Which is a I will throw that out. Which there. is a which cow- is absolutely cowardly. Which is yeah. a cowardly Come on. thing. Come on, to do. Stephanie. Yeah, step up, you know, and actually, well, she's you know, coward. face the music a little bit. Yeah. yeah, but yes, but I digress. So yes, this guy Van Miller, who I don't even know, I've never heard of this person before ever, did respond via social media to you saying and this is the actual text it's funny how you libtards are ready to ban speech so you don't hurt people's feelings but you're also willing to say crap like this by the way capitalizes like which doesn't make any sense i'll be the grammar police for a little bit there when the person doesn't fall in line with your political beliefs that's called being a textbook nazi And don't give me the, and he puts in quotations, I am a Jew, BS, Brian, in quotations, Soros Shapiro. Um, Interpret that how you will, those comments. Mm -hmm. I interpret them as Vern Miller just being an a-hole. All right. Um, A touch of anti-Semitism? Yeah, that too. Yeah. Uh, but the person there capping off that comment right there with the, and don't give me the, I am a Jew, bro, Brian Soros Shapiro. And then bringing up, uh, the phrase, a textbook Nazi. Yeah. To a person who was Jewish. You're just, you're just, again, an a hole. I'm sorry, but you just are. So I'm not going to say his name, but I got a, uh, and I appreciate you saying that. Obviously, I I agree with you. I got a phone call over the weekend from somebody who works in the uh, Stephanie Phillips campaign. I won't say who, but it's somebody that I consider a friend. She has multiple people like working in her campaign. I don't don't think it's multiple. She has like multiple people. It might might just be one person, but I'm trying to be nice here. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
And he was so angry that I went out there and I made some jokes about Stephanie Phillips. You know, jokes like, I bet you nobody's going to show up and she has no chance to win. That sort of stuff, you know. Uh, I don't go over the line and do what that despicable person did to me, right? But this is one of his friends that made those statements about me. And he didn't seem to have that anger towards that statement. You know, and that's what yeah. really bothers me. It's like, we can all disagree. And, and if you don't like the fact that I'm bashing this woman, Stephanie Phillips, uh, because I don't think she's a serious candidate and she has no chance to win. And her whole platform seems to me to be about uh, transgenders and, 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 and drag queen reading. When she did this show and I wasn't here, she cowardly did the yeah. show when I wasn't here. Behind your back, and a basically. Republican host. Essentially. Right, yes. right, right. And for the 15 minutes she was on, she mainly talked about gender ideology. Mm-hmm. So I don't take somebody like that seriously. And yes, she has no chance to win. So... I speak out on these people that I don't think, and, and, and it's got nothing to do with Republican Democrat. I've had, I, I interview more Republicans than Democrats on this show, and there's, there's some of them that I voted for, um, that are, that I believe are good people. It's not an idea of that. It's just an idea of whether you're a conspiracy or not. But this guy, Vem Miller, and we're probably giving him way too much airtime, but this is a guy who does an unwatchable podcast. <laughs> nobody watches his podcast because he's a nobody. He's the definition of irrelevant. He is a loser. And yes, I will go as far as to say a bigot. When you inject somebody's religion into a political debate or you, you, you in- inject religion and you call somebody a Nazi, let's talk about that for a minute. I am so sick of people using and throwing that word Nazi around like the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world. Oh, if you force your kid to put on a mask, you're a Nazi. Yeah. Those type of people that throw the let me be clear. Seven million Jews were murdered because of the Nazis. Now, if you want to make the moral equivalent to that and maybe like another evil murderous dictator, I wouldn't have a problem with that if you're murdering people. But to say I'm a Nazi because I'm making a joke about how Stephanie Phillips doesn't like transgenders is the most absurd thing I've ever heard in my life. This doesn't have to do with not liking somebody's political beliefs, so you're a Nazi. That's what this person believes. Nazis were responsible for killing millions of Jews. That word should never be used, in my opinion, ever, calling somebody a Nazi, unless they're like a murderer, unless they killed somebody because of their race or religion, then I think it's justifiable. But the fact that this guy throws that word around, and why are there so many people on the far right that do that in regards to COVID? Oh, you're a Nazi. Uh, You're this, you're that, you're a Nazi. They don't even understand history. And maybe they're, I don't know, maybe they're the types of people that have dinner with Donald Trump, the Fuentes of the world, who, who are, are literally neo-Nazis themselves and, and are uh, Holocaust deniers. Because a lot of people that are election deniers are the same types of people that are Holocaust deniers. They don't live on the planet Earth. And this guy, Van Miller, is one of those people. Now, he's a nobody. Nobody's ever heard of him. He's got his little, yeah. uh, a few, uh, you know, Friend, proud boy friends that, that, that are in Las Vegas. Yeah, I did look up his profile, Brian. It's yeah. interesting, this jackass Vem Miller, who he's rolling around with and taking yeah. pictures with, by the way. People that are just absolute quality people, like, like the woman you had on, on Thursday, on the show, Tina Peters, right? A picture with him and her. Also a picture with Mindy Robinson. Give me a break. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's a joke. <laughs> but yeah, like it's, it's, uh, you know, Character Mindy, questionable beyond all belief. Mindy, trust me. By the way, Mindy Robinson was attacking me on social media today, and I said, I "Shocker! Look, I look yeah. forward to seeing you in a few hard men four. That was my uh, response to her. But anyway, um, 
There are people that label on the left as well. I'm not just saying that there are only people on the right. There are people on the left that do this as well. But let's not, Brian, They're let's both stop. wrong. Like, Brian, can we stop, though, a little? Can we stop? Because this false equivalency thing, all right, we're saying, oh, yeah, there's people on the left that do this also. And by the way, we're just talking about this with respect to transgender individuals, right? That whole thing, we went, we did that whole conversation. You're like, well, yeah, there's there's transgenders that make absurd comments, too. Yeah, there are. But there is a big difference between people who are bigots on the right making comments regarding transgenders. And yes, there's maybe a handful of transgender individuals that make absurd comments yeah. that that men can have periods, you know, and that men can breastfeed. That people that are born male can breastfeed. Yeah, yes, absurd. there are a handful. But, but the false equivalency of like, oh, yeah, there's this and there's that. And especially a lot of right wingers do this sure. where they try to say, oh, yeah. Well, there's just as much there's there's just as many people lying that are on the left that are on the right. Come on. It's just not it's just not the case. And just like I don't believe that the N word should ever be thrown around because it's just such an ugly word. I don't believe the word Nazi should be thrown around either. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very disrespectful to people of the Jewish faith. It's very disrespectful in general. And the person who called me a Nazi is someone who obviously is not educated not a very intelligent person, a very hateful person. And maybe he's upset with his own life and where he's at, a, a, a completely failed election. I did see on Twitter, though, he had 80 followers for his political campaign. So congratulations for that. But um, it's it's despicable. It's someone who doesn't know how to pump the brakes, right? I mean, I think about this this interaction between you and him, and I think to myself, you know what? When I'm talking to people who happen to be Jewish, I don't go down the road of bringing up terms like that and talking about those types of things. Man, call me crazy because I don't do that, yeah. right? I mean, it's just kind of a, it's kind of a filtering process that me and other logically, logical people go through yeah. where you don't, you don't go down a certain road. I agree. Unless you're yeah. just trying to be a racist or a, you know, someone who's anti-Semitic. Right. Or you're just, or, or you're just again an a hole. Yeah, and by the way, I'm this sorry, guy, you this, are. Guy, this guy said he had this really yeah. popular podcast, and I, I looked at a few of his podcasts, and they have like ten views. So uh, congratulations. Yeah. Uh, well, there's a lot of that out there. I can, so. I can, I can fart into a microphone and get more views <laughs> than this guy gets, uh, and that might be more entertaining too. It probably would. Anyway, we agree on that. Here's what we are yes. going to do, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to take a break. We're going to switch topics. No more transgender talk or anti-Semitic uh, comments that people make. Um, we are going to My have lawyer was a Jew. You're talking about Moore, Moore's yeah. wife. You remember that? Right, Roy yeah. Moore. Yeah, Roy Moore. Uh, Mrs. Roy Moore. Pedophile. I don't even know her first name. Yeah, it's pedophile. <laughs> pedophile. Yeah, you might want to add ish to that, ma'am. <laughs> you might want to put an that, ish. That was one of the funnier, funnier yeah, late yeah. night comments. I think it was Seth, Seth Myers, right? So, that Chris. Out there. You might want to throw ish on the end of it when you're talking about Jewish people. Chris yeah. has been known to bet on baseball. In fact, I've watched Chris bet on Little League baseball before. It has happened from time yes, to time. Yes, I have. Well, it's about time to get a little bit of inside information, my friend, because the some of the players we have in studio coming up next are going to be playing on ESPN later this week. That's right. Uh, Henderson Little League, 12 and under. It's the first time they've won a state title in 37 years, and now they're going to be playing, I believe, in San Bernardino in the Little League World Series. This is really exciting. I actually know the head coach. I used to ref basketball games with him. His name is Chris Petty. He's going to be joined by several players. Um, And uh, Chris Wynn will be reading, uh, will be dressing in drag, reading books. No, I'm just kidding. That was a terrible joke. He's not going to be doing that. That was a horrible joke. That was actually one of his more funny jokes right there. Oh, well, thank you. I will say. Thank you. I appreciate that. 
Chris praising me for anything feels yes. really, really good. It should. It should. Yes, it does. Uh, all right, so we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking to these young fellas and uh, the manager of the team, uh, which is Chris Petty. Really happy for them, and we're going to try to help them raise a little bit of money uh, for their trip, and they're going to be representing Henderson and the state of Nevada. They're going to be joining us next. Take a quick break. Be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Everybody, are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub? When you can be a hero, Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Buying or selling a home is a huge life event that requires guidance from an expert in the industry and community. My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada has ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now, I am raising a family here as well. So I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate, choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Wynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert. 702-540-3311. Sapphire Pool and Day Club, the world's only topless gentleman's day club, introduces its 2023 pool season lineup with a bevy of beauties and social media celebrities throughout the summer who will all host alongside hundreds of Sapphire's topless poolside entertainers. Enjoy brunch in the sun with items like frittata-style omelets, stripping chicken, and French kiss toast before washing it down with signature summertime cocktails. Ten lines, beware, go bear! Ladies are welcome to go topless within the day club for the ultimate party. Guests can purchase affordable daybed packages, cabana packages, lounge chairs, and more. The best part, though? Pushing the Limits will be broadcasting shows every other Friday throughout the pool season with a ton of surprise celebrity guests. Wow! Reserve your spot now. For more info, visit sapphirepoollv.com or call 702-869-0003. That's 702-869-0003. See you at Sapphire. Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your healthcare needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries, you name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes and more. They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. 
They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices. Office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. Is your dog suffering from a sensitive stomach? Hi, it's Kelly the Cookie Lady from Mooch's Munchies. Our dogs had super sensitive tummies, and I needed to find a low-fat treat that wouldn't give them gas or other issues. Most of the treats on the market were loaded with fillers, chemicals, and chicken fat. Many of them weren't even food. Well, I knew I could do better, so I developed Mooch's Munchies, and I'm happy to be able to share them with you. Stop by our store or our website, moochesmunchies.com, and find out why we say that Mooch's Munchies are totally possum. Welcome to Hash House A Go Go, where we've been serving farm food and crafted cocktails for over two decades. Visit us for the full Hash House experience at any of our five Las Vegas locations. Hash House A Go Go is where old school meets new and gets twisted. We bring people together over good food and fun. Come in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and come hungry because our portions are huge. Visit us online to see our entire menu at hashhouseagogo.com. Hash House A Go Go. It's a Midwest thing, and there's nothing else like it. Welcome to Hash House A Go Go, where we've been serving farm food and crafted cocktails for over two decades. Is your dog suffering from a sensitive stomach? Hi, it's Kelly the Cookie Lady from Mooch's Munchies. Our dogs had super sensitive tummies, and I needed to find a low-fat treat that wouldn't give them gas or other issues. Most of the treats on the market were loaded with fillers, chemicals, and chicken fat. Many of them weren't even food. Well, I knew I could do better, so I developed Mooch's Munchies, and I'm happy to be able to share them with you. Stop by our store or our website, moochesmunchies.com, and find out why we say that Mooch's Munchies are totally possum. Zen World Premium CBD offers full and broad-spectrum CBD oil, extracts, and capsules, which are designed to help you feel your best. Their products are sourced from the best organic hemp and natural ingredients on the market and are tested for quality, purity, and potency. They have a full range of items from health and wellness to beauty to pets. Call 725-205-9223. Visit online at zenworld.com or stop by their location at 9895 South Maryland Parkway and Silverado Ranch Parkway. Mention KSHP for 10% off in-store or use code KSHP online for 15% off. Locally owned and operated, come on down to Academy of Hair Design located at 5191 West Charleston Boulevard, number 150 today to begin your career in cosmetology. There is something for everyone from cosmetology to nail technology. You will be able to have the hands-on training that is needed to succeed in this career field. Call 702-878-1185 or visit www.ahdvegas.com today. The London Bridge Resort in Lake Havasu is the perfect place to vacation in style. Their beautifully designed suites include stunning views, a kitchenette, and free Wi-Fi. The well-reviewed and affordable resort has tons of amenities, including a breakfast buffet, kids' camp, a nine-hole golf course, three pools, a marina, boat tours, a water slide, and a great nightlife scene. London Bridge Resort is centrally located in Lake Havasu City, Arizona. Go to LondonBridgeResort.com to plan your getaway today. London Bridge Resort, your Arizona oasis destination. back it is pushing the limits on a monday thank you so much for joining us former presidential candidate joe walsh will be joining us on the show tomorrow 
Before we get to our guests in studio, I want to tell you guys about my good friend, Blake Gwynn. If you're thinking of buying or selling a home, he's the guy to talk to over at Keller Williams. His grandfather, late grandfather, is the former governor of the great state of Nevada. He grew up here his entire life, and I recommend you give him a call. My parents are moving here in a couple days, and it's all because of Blake and the wonderful work that they do at Keller Williams. Please give him a call, 702-540-3311. Again, that number, 702-540-3311. So I've been known to watch a little Little League baseball now and again. And me and Chris were just joking around about how, I think it was maybe during the pandemic or before the pandemic where Chris was actually making wagers on Little League baseball. It was just Little League yeah. baseball, though. I was going down, you know, the sumo wrestling route. I was doing a little, uh, you know, uh, Costa Rican soccer. It was, uh, I was, uh, uh, I think it was Ukrainian table tennis, too, right? Oh, we were wow. Dabbling I know you're bit. an expert there. Yeah, just across the board, yeah. everything was, it was, it was the pandemic. Yeah. What are you going to do? So, you know, I was watching, like, Two state teams that are not state in Nevada. And I'm, I don't know. I think it was like a California team. And it was like a team from Vermont or something. And Chris right. is like yelling at the TV. And I'm like, Chris, is Vegas playing? I'm like, why are you yelling at the TV rooting for Vermont Little League Baseball 12 and under so bad? And then I realized it's because he had money on the game. Anyway, that's another story for another show. That's not why I had these guys in studio. This is a really cool story. Okay, first of all, I didn't know that the guy who manages this team is a guy that I used to ref basketball games with. Is a great guy. His name is Chris Petty, and he runs the Henderson Little League 12 and under all-star team. And the reason why we have them in studio today, this is a really cool uh, story, is that they're going to be playing in the regionals in San Bernardino. They're going to be on ESPN. This is like really cool stuff. Uh, they're the first team in the history, I believe, of Henderson Little League in 37 years uh, to win states and go this far. This is so awesome. And we have some members of the Henderson Little League 12 and under team here in studio today, along with uh, Chris Petty joining us. First of all, congratulations, you guys. This is uh, this you. is really cool stuff. Congratulations. Thank you very much. This is really cool. So, Chris, um, I didn't even know you managed Little League Baseball. How long have you been doing this for? Uh, here in Henderson, 10 years. Oh, so you've been Ten doing years. this a really long time. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. What was, what's different about this group? Uh, this group, from top to bottom, mm-hmm. does it all. We got pitchers, uh, hitters. We're, we're very well-rounded. You know, sometimes you have one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're 12 deep. And that, and they all come together and and really get the get the job done. We had one game where we had 19 hits and every single kid on the team had a base hit. Wow! So we don't have that one that for sure out or anything like that. Some of these kids could probably play for for Oakland right now. They, they need some help. <laughs> they need some help hitting. Um, so tell me, you guys are going to be playing on ESPN, right? When is that game? So uh, Sunday morning, nine o'clock. ESPN plus the first game, and then after that, they're all on regular ESPN. Wow. Uh, we, we play Montana, 9 a.m. Montana? Bobby Houck country. <laughs> wow, that's that's pretty cool. Well, let me introduce uh, one of the players, and then we'll, we'll get some of the other guys yeah. uh, to come on the show. Arlie Daniel uh, joining us. He's a member of the team. And by the way, decked in your uniform, which, by the way, I can appreciate. You look like you're just you're ready to go, Arlie. Um, are you nervous at all that you guys are going to be on – I mean, if I was, how old are you? You're 11 or 12? 12. When I was 12 years old, I would probably be needing, for, for lack of a better term, wearing a diaper if I was told I was going to be playing on ESPN. <laughs> I'd be very nervous. Does that make you nervous at all? Uh, it makes me nervous a little bit, but not yeah. really. You just focus on the game and, and that's yeah. it. When you started this year, did you ever think you guys would be where you are right now? Um, I had a feeling, but Why? I didn't think we would make it this far. Why did you have a feeling? Because we, like Petty said, we have a good team. We have everybody. 
Yeah. Mm. Like pitchers, hitters. What what position you at? You field? Uh, I play third, first, catcher, pitcher, left and right. How old were you first time you swung a baseball? <laughs> uh, probably like four or three. Wow, that's so cool. I want to know, like, this is the time because we're on the radio right now. <clears throat> is there anything, uh, like, uh, anything you can make fun of your your coach for? Like, is there anything that you guys say, "Wow, he does this, he does that." Like something quirky or something something strange. You say, "Why does he do that?" Sorry, Chris, I got I got to poke you a little bit here. Uh, Arlie's played with me for three years, so anything weird that he does, like, or anything that you don't think most managers would do? Probably. Hmm, let me think. Uh, well, if he's got to think about it, that's a good thing. Like I thought they would like give me a, you know an answer just like that because all the coaches I've had were strange, but you know, that's different. Chris is a good guy. I I can't really think of anything. Right <laughs> that's a positive, Chris. That's a really I gave him the opportunity. Yeah, I know. There. I I asked the question. Anybody else? We got other people here. No. You guys wow. can, you can say what you want. Wow. Okay. Wow. Like if you like okay if you have a tough game, does he give you like a pep talk? Let's just say you strike out three or four times. What does he tell you after the game? Oh. Uh, he tells us, just don't worry about it. Just clear your head. See, that's a good coach. Positivity, man. Positivity. Arlie, I'll toss this at you, okay? You're a local kid, all right? There's a lot of big-time talent that comes out of here in Vegas. Obviously, Chris Bryant talking about, you know, uh, uh, guys across the board from Bryson Stott and obviously Bryce Harper. Who's your guy and who's your team? Uh, my favorite team is either the Phillies or the Angels. Mm-hmm. And I like Bryson Stott because yeah. my dad used to know him. Nice. Oh, cool. still, nice. Desert Oasis High School's own, baby. I like it. Bryson Stott. I yes. like it. Yeah, I just went to it. In the World game. Series last year. When yeah. we go when we when we win and go to uh Williamsport, the they have a MLB game and it's mm-hmm. the Phillies and uh Nationals. and the Nationals. Right. So we're hoping Harper gives some Nevada love. Oh, you would think yeah. he would, right? You would think yeah. he would. Absolutely. Do you think and Bryson? And Bryson. And, no, but Bryson yeah. and, and yeah. Harper both yeah. on the Phillies. In this day and age, do you think 11 and 12 year olds being on national television. Do you think at times it's too much for people that age? Do you think it's too much pressure? I actually had this conversation with somebody the other day. Today's day and age, they play in front of cameras all the time. Yeah, right. We were like talking about, we have, they have Game Changer where they yeah. stream their games live yeah. to grandparents and people all over the country. So they're, they're used to the TikToks and the videos. Yeah. Whereas like our day and age, shoot, you're on TV. That's right. How fast? So I hope that. How helps. fast is like a twelve-year-old throw a baseball? Because I have no idea. Nolan's our fastest. Nolan, get up here. Get up here. Come on. I want the pitcher. <laughs> he, get bring, up here. he brings the heat. Is that the and deal? Your name is, and your name is yeah. Nolan Gifford, right? Yeah. You're twelve years old. How tall are you for twelve? You're like we're tall. I think I'm like five seven. For twelve years old, that's pretty good. How fast can you throw a baseball? My top is seventy-seven. Chris only throws 35 miles an hour, so that that's pretty good. But I'm old, though. Now, that, so, from their distance, yeah. that's like That's ni- unbelievable. That's like a 98 what's your, What type of different pitches do you throw? I throw fastball, changeup, curveball. And who taught you how to do that? My dad. Really? Your dad yeah. played? Did he play college? Or? He went all, all the way up to high school. He didn't play college. Okay, cool, cool. What's your favorite pitch to throw? Fastball. A fastball? Yeah. Is there any better feeling in the world for you right now when – Say, for example, are you going to be pitch? Is he going to be the starting pitcher for you on Sunday? Probably. Okay, so you're probably going to be the starting pitcher Sunday morning. Will there be any better feeling for you like when you got a guy, I don't know, full count, their best hitter, and you just throw the heat, man, and you strike him out? Is there any better feeling than that? Probably hitting a home run. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. You're, you're, I would imagine you're a pretty uh-huh. good hitter, too. Yeah. All right, well, let me ask you a question, and, and I guess you already answered it, but uh, if it was a walk-off home run or a strikeout in the, in, in the last inning, in the bottom of the last inning, what would you prefer? 
Probably a walk-off home run. A walk-off. Have yeah. you ever had one of those before? No. No? Yet. That's pretty cool. How many homers you hit this year? This year, I've had four. That's the, pretty good. In the all-star season. Wow. Yeah. Who's your leading uh, leader on the team for home runs? Me. Yeah. It is you. Yeah, okay. two wow. in one game. But What's your favorite pitch to hit? Fastball. <laughs> of course. Of yeah. course, right? That's super cool. So uh, I want to get to uh, how people can help donate uh, and raise money for you guys. If you're just joining us, this is a, a team that is representing the entire state of Nevada. I think that's very fair to say. Uh, they're the champs, uh, 12 and under team, the Henderson Little League, uh, 12 and under all-stars. Uh, they're going to be playing in San Bernardino on the regionals. If you're wondering how do they get to the actual World Series, they have to win the regional. If they win the regional, right, uh, then they make it to the, the big World Series, and they're going to be playing on ESPN Sunday morning. I will be watching that with Chris. I don't know if he's going to have a wager on the game or not. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I don't know. Would you would you bet on them to win on Sunday morning? Absolutely, a hundred percent. I'm going to tell you guys right now that's it's not a good thing because he usually <laughs> is wrong. Uh, but I agree. They're going to power through though. They're going to fight that adversity, and they're going to they are going to bring it home. Yeah. Despite Numbchuck. the fact that I might have a little bit of coin going their way, yeah. be, they'll be just fine. Is it weird as a 12 year old? Okay. <laughs> When a grown man in studio is saying he's going to be betting money on you guys, is that weird? It's a little strange, yeah, right? Wait a minute, time out. You, you kids grew up in the vicinity of Las Vegas, all, all of you, okay? Let's because, put our cards on the table here. Like, yeah, you, know, you know what's going on here. This isn't well, any okay. kind of mystery. Can I ask Chris a question now? If Coach you guys, Patty just talked about how these kids are used to – a lot of these kids, they're, they're used to being in the spotlight more than yes. – than, than, I'm not going to yeah, try to right. date Coach Petty, but yeah. like we're kind of in the age sure. range where we didn't have that okay, but I'm gonna when ask, we were in Little League. But I'm going to ask a, a very yeah. valid question. Okay. If you guys win on Sunday morning, which I believe you will, and I'm going to be rooting for you guys, yeah. if Chris makes money off of your win, don't you think he should take you guys out to, to a, a meal or something? Don't you think he owes you something? <laughs> Okay. He's okay. Setting that up perfect. So I want it? you yes. guys to think about what do you think he should do for you guys. Let's just say he wins some coin on you guys. What, where would you like him to take you? He should take you guys to a baseball game or an Angels game or something, right? Yeah, he should. Yeah. Chris, <laughs> will you will you oblige, Chris? You're I will. I will. Wow. Yes. Look at that. I will. All right. All right. Good. 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 All right. So I want to give out some information on uh, how we can donate. Because obviously there's going to be travel, there's lodging, you're staying in hotels out there, I would imagine, and nobody's paying for that except you guys, right? Well, we have to pay to get there, they cover, but even to help out the families, sure, we sure. state and stuff yeah. like that. I would imagine all of your families are going to be out there? Yeah. Is that, can I, yeah. Does that make you more nervous or less nervous? Do you want your parents rooting you on, or would you, ra- be, be honest, or would you rather them not there? I don't know. I guess I'd that's rather a, have them there. I, that's a good politically correct answer. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I would have answered it the same way when I was 12 years old, but that's okay. No, no, in all seriousness, it's great having your family there, and if you guys are able to win, how cool is it to be able to celebrate with your family and your friends? All right, so I've seen on TV, right? These little leaguers signing autographs in baseballs. Are you guys ready to do that? Are you guys ready to sign autographs out there in San Bernardino? Yeah? No. Why not? No. You're going to decline autographs for your fans? I won't decline them. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. He's just not ready for it. You're just not ready for it. Because that's never happened to you guys. You guys have never been on national television before, right? This is something new for all of you. Yeah. What is your biggest fear, I guess? Like being on national television is are is there any fear at all or is it just nope i'm just going to be me we're going to keep doing what we're doing and whatever happens happens is that the attitude yeah yeah Yeah. what are you hoping happens besides winning well i mean obviously that's the ultimate goal but uh, i would imagine you'd probably it would be nice if you could hit a couple dingers too right yeah yeah that that would that wouldn't be that wouldn't be a bad thing 
What do you do like if a pitcher, I'm just curious because I was never really a baseball player growing up because I was a wimp and I'm always be afraid of the baseball. That's just the way I am. You know, I'm a golfer. I'm a tennis player. I'm not a baseball player. <laughs> like if a guy is pitching, if, if, if a guy, if a 12 year old is pitching inside and he's trying to get you off the plate, how do you respond to that? Do you say to yourself, okay, I just want to hit a home run and I'm going to get this guy or, or like, how do you approach it at bat if somebody's, you know, almost hitting you? Truman led the team in hit, hit, hit by pitch, right? Really? He had three, I think, hit by pitches. He really? Just, and he just stood, stands there. Because you, you crowd like, the plate, right? You're all like, over the plate. You're just like, just on top of it. Where's it like a yeah. tattoo and then runs down to first base? I love it. Get on base, man. Get on base. Like, But how do you approach that? Like, do you just, you just next pitch? How do you approach that? If somebody's pitching really on the inside, how do you adjust to that? I just... Try to get a little earlier on the ball so that mm-hmm. you can be on time. Mm-hmm. Do you go ahead? This one's for uh, yeah. Coach Petty, Chris. So uh, obviously uh, a little bit of a, of a, a switcheroo, right? When it comes to the rules with Little League Baseball this year, yes. as uh, normally, right? You think baseball, you think okay, guys that are playing the field are going to be the ones in the lineup. Not the case, right? Mm-hmm. Now you have an opportunity where every kid that is on the bench is going to be hitting the plate. I think it's a super cool opportunity, right? Because it gives everyone a chance to actually have a say in the outcome of the game and you get everybody involved. What do you say about this uh, change? I, I, this year, I, I've, I've liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, from a coach's standpoint, it, it make, it helps make things a little easier, uh, as far as getting subs in and you used to have to get one at bat for a player on the bench. So then it's now it's like the fourth, fifth inning and you're like, Oh shoot, I got to get so and so in to bat and switch and, Stuff like that, where now it's free substitution in the field, and you just bat the lineup. Right. So you know, we designed our lineup. We have kids that are like DHs. You know, we get them in when we can, uh, but their main role is to hit. How, you know, what, and everybody knows their role. What are the yeah. rules of these games? How many innings and and rules that would be different from say standard rules? Anything different? So six innings. Mm-hmm. Um, the pitchers have pitch limits so why uh just to help protect their arms and stuff oh, for okay. you know What's they're the pitch still limit? young so the most pitches they can throw in a day is 85 so that gives you more but, reason to want to strike somebody out as soon as possible yes don't waste pitches <laughs> yeah and then if you go that full limit then you have to have four days rest oh. before so they have different thresholds you know 35 pitches or less uh, you ever seen you, the kids go uh, the full six innings uh yeah yeah you've had some complete he, games he wow. threw a complete game Nolan threw a complete game in the um, championship is it tough to have that in the back of your mind knowing oh man I only have twenty pitches left I want to get through this game like does that ever enter your mind at all not really really because yeah. I would think for some people it would yeah right yeah yeah you want you want to get through it how many pit how many uh, players do you have on this team that are capable of pitching uh we we have about eight or nine out of wow out of our twelve that's pretty good that pitch legit <laughs> wow. Who's yeah. your favorite player, by the way, in the majors? I didn't ask I like you that. Bryce Harper. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. You guys want the Oakland A's coming here? Yeah. Yeah. No? I mean. Oh, I'll get talking to the microphone. Uh, I want to so, hey, Yeah, so let's jump into this. So, hey, you guys. What's I, your name, I, by I the way? I expect you guys probably like the Aviators, right? Being, I mean, yeah. being that you grew up here cool. around. Yeah. yeah. So, what? give us so. your name so we have it. Uh, my name is Liam Wells. Okay. Mm-hmm. Liam, uh, why is it that, because you were the one person I think that shook your head no. How come you don't want the A's coming here? I mean, then the aviators would have to move because, like, there's a rule in Major League that your farm team can't be in the same city. That's right. true. 
You already know more than most members of the media in this town because they don't talk about that. But anyway, I just wanted to point that out. Go ahead. And <laughs> the A's aren't that good this year. Uh, they're really bad. You're like, absolutely right. The yeah. A's haven't been that good for some years. <laughs> they haven't been they're good for really, a while. Really, really. Yeah. The Aviators are, are fun to watch. That's a beautiful ballpark, isn't yeah, it? They yeah, they got a pool in center field. Yeah. And you guys ever been in stuff. there? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, the Aviators are, are uh, a lot of fun. That's interesting because most, I would think most people your age immediately they say, yeah, yeah, we want the A's here, but you're pretty well thought out. I like that. Uh, is that the way he plays, too? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. And a cool thing, too, about the Aviators is that by the time you guys get into high school, a lot of those guys, the players that played for the Aviators are probably in the majors. So, you you know, guys that you actually got a chance to go out and watch are actually playing in the big leagues. So that's a cool thing. Yeah, because yeah, back when I was like seven or so, or I forgot, when yeah. I used to go watch the Aviators, some of the guys that played now are on the A's right now. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, so that is, you, you kind of get to see their development. That is yeah. pretty cool. Chris, I want you to give out the we – got, we got about five minutes left here, but I want you to give out the information because my understanding on your GoFundMe page, you got about $3,600 in donations, which is good, but we got to get that over five grand, man. we got to get that up We're working on that. Right. Yeah. Okay, so give out the information if people want to donate money or if Chris – uh, win some money on Sunday. Maybe he can uh, put some more in. I can it. funnel it over there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, how to give out the information? How do people uh, find it? Uh, either on Facebook or GoFundMe. It's uh, Henderson All Stars Nevada State Champs, hmm. and that's our uh, GoFundMe page, uh, just to help out with all the costs and expenses. And uniforms stuff. too, and all that. Uniforms, shirts, yeah. um, and travel. That's the that's the big one. Travel and. And we had to we got to get like a rental van and all that stuff. Gotcha. You know? What is more nerve wracking for you? I'm curious because I've refed basketball games with you. You're a yeah. really good basketball official. What's more nerve wracking for you? Like if you're working with a couple guys that are rookies out there doing a varsity game and it's an overtime, and you're working with a couple guys that are a little shady, or in the bottom of the sixth inning down one run or tied as the manager of this team what is more nerve-wracking for you bottom bottom of the six inning <laughs> yeah pacing so, up and down the dugout <laughs> do you pace a lot yeah 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 we we had our game to go to state we won three to two and and was and, it in the bottom of the sixth uh we went ahead in the bottom of the in the top of the sixth wow we went ahead one wow and then we came out in the bottom of the sixth and held them Wow, because I've talked to a lot of people that, you know, parents, coaches, and they say they're more nervous watching their kids play. They're more nervous as a coach than if they were out there playing themselves. Yeah, I don't have a kid in the league or mm-hmm. on the team. I just coach to, to coach and have fun. And and uh, so, but that even makes it more nervous for me because yeah. I know I don't have, you know, they're 12 year old. Right. And uh, they go out, they lay it all out on the field. I love every, it. Every time, you know. I mean, it's amazing what you guys have accomplished when I'm just reading a little bit about it in the first in 37 years. That's that's why. My, that's my first question. Why? Why has it taken this long? Uh, well, Henderson, you know, the league, it's just kind of grown and the area's grown. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, development, we're getting more and more kids in into the league. Uh, but I haven't been, I, I don't know the talent that, you know, there was good players, but I think for like these guys, like we said earlier, is it takes a whole team. Right. It's not just, you know, one Bryce Harper or one younger kid, you know, that's a stud. It takes 12 studs to, to get this far. And you know what, what's so cool about this is I think you'll agree with me is, you know, we're not talking about money. We're not talking about anybody making money. Yeah. You know, we talk about all these contracts that all these younger 
yeah. athletes are getting paid. This is about the love for the game of baseball. It's yeah. about having a good time, the experience, right? Absolutely. And it's about a love for the game and representing the state of Nevada. Um, right. Has any That's, any politicians reached out to you? Any any prominent uh, people? The, well, the mayor of uh, of Henderson. Oh, cool. Mayor Romero. Mm -hmm. She's been great in helping yep. us do some fundraising and some city councilmen and stuff like that. Or cool. I think they're excited. Just to represent Henderson. Is there going to be, yeah. if somebody wanted to, is there like a, a buses that are going to be going out there? Is there any type of travel situation where as fans could come out there and, and, um, and send you off well, in style? Yeah. Right. We're, we're working on on getting a little send-off parade thing mm -hmm. oh, cool. at our local park, Mission Park. I'll, if they do that, I'll, I'll get the information to you. Um, we're, we're leaving uh, Thursday at like 1230 is when we're. Who are the okay? Who are the like prominent teams that have represented the state of Nevada in the past in this? So last year, uh, Paseo, which is up by Anthem, they yep. they went to the regionals, um, and then Summerlin's been to the regionals before, and uh, I think it was like six or seven years ago, Mountain Ridge went to the World Series. They're the only team from Nevada to go to the World Series. And they lost in the championship, but then Chicago had gotcha. an illegal player. So right. they, yeah. Oh, they, I remember that. I do remember that. Gave them the the championship. You don't have any illegal so players. There's we nobody. Don't. Like, there's we nobody, don't. Uh, no. Liam, you're not 18 years old, right? No. No. Okay. no. Just checking. All right. Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> nobody here is 20 years old or anything. Truman's right? our youngest. How old? He, Truman is actually his birthday. He turns 12 on the cutoff. Wow. So you have to be 12 by August 31st, and that's his birthday. And so he just he's actually it. like an 11 year old playing with all these 12 year olds. He had the best batting average on our team in the in the state and district tournament. So That's it was funny though. Lamb's oh. like he's pointing out, you know, he's, he's pointing out he's 12, right? He's all the way back when I was seven years old, <laughs> about five minutes ago. Five years was, ago, I was yeah. cracking up a little bit. I'm like, yeah, that was a, that was all the way back in like 2018, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, all the way. Yeah. So, do you guys think there's a possibility? <laughs> Hoping maybe that you get a highlight on Sports Center. How cool would that be? Sunday yeah. night. Let's number one, the most important thing. You want to have fun. Notice how I didn't yeah. say winning. Yeah. I know you guys are going to have fun, but let's just say you do win. How cool would it be to have like a top ten Sports Center highlight? Well, web you guys gem. dream about yeah, yeah, Web Gem. How cool would that be? That'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd probably like have my mom record it and then send it to my phone, and I'd probably just watch it over and There's over again. There's a strong possibility that could happen. You know, yeah. I'm just saying. There's a strong possibility. Well, I'm going to monitor everything that's going on with you guys, and hopefully we can be talking about a W on Sunday that's and right. get you guys back in studio, and we'll try to raise some money for you guys. But I wish you guys – first of all, congratulations. I mean, this is a huge accomplishment Absolutely. what you guys have done. To make it and to representing the state – is is super cool so congratulations on that there's not many people that get the opportunity to do what you guys are going to be doing so congratulations there we wish you the best of luck on sunday we're all going to be pulling for you whether we have money on the game or not we're all going to be pulling for you and uh hopefully you guys could come back and and then we'll be talking about you guys playing in the world series the little league world series how cool right. would that be that'd williamsport be awesome. here we come yes that's right, right. right now that's right there Chris, we go all the guys here, thank you so much for thank being here. Thank you, Brian. Thanks, thank guys. you, Chris. Obviously, obviously, you're doing a good job. We're obviously, you're doing a magnificent so. job getting them to this point. And I wish all of you the best of luck. Thank you all for being here. All right, folks, that's a wrap. We will see you guys tomorrow, same time, same place. Have a great day, everybody.